0: welcome to friend business the podcast for you besties sisters friends who dream of opening and running a business together i hope this podcast will bring you inspiration and encourage you to dream big as we chat with those who've been on the journey before us and listen to their story i'm your host Susanna, friendship storyteller from Susanna jane photography You are so welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to another episode and today we are hearing from Emma and Susan who are sisters and owners of La Boda Bridal which is a gorgeous bridal boutique in Banbridge in Northern Ireland Um, and I'm so so pleased to be able to share this because they are wonderful and so a couple of years ago I had very seriously been looking into opening uh, a bridal boutique where I now live in England Um, and a dress brand rep suggested that I chat with them to get some advice and some insight into the industry Um, and I'll never forget how kind and generous they were to have a conversation with me and chat through some things when I was a complete stranger and so they're very special people and I know that you're going to love hearing from them today and so uh, in the episode we talk about why they decided to open the boutique being self-employed and taking risks uh, we talk about the importance of approaching things with a business mindset, uh, but also chat about their love of bridal, the uniqueness of the wedding industry, and how they've made their business work for them uh, with changes over life. So there's lots of gold and inspiration in this episode. Enjoy. Thank you so much for being here because I'm just really excited to chat with you. I really am, because um, yes, we said 16 years together. Yeah in your bridal boutique um, and I've already given like a little introduction to our listeners about you but I would love for you guys to say yourself who you are what you do and um, a bit yeah. about your business and your roles. Of
1: course yeah so um, I am Susan and this yes is, I'm Emma and we are sisters and we started la boda bridal in 2004 uh, so yes nearly 17 years ago now so um yeah it's it's hard to believe that it it's is really hard to believe ago. it doesn't
2: it literally doesn't feel like 17 years ago that we were going to the, 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 the first bridal fair and just seeing all the dresses yeah and, it was
1: bizarre but yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so we we literally kind of just fell into it. We didn't intend to open a bridal shop. We were going down completely different career paths. Mm. Uh, so I, Emma was...
2: Yeah, I have, was working in a management consultancy. Um, and Susan was, I did, just finished your degree in... In finance. Yeah.
1: So I was going to be uh, in corporate finance. <laughs> I mean, seriously, can't even think <laughs> about that now. <laughs> Yeah. Um. And it was. It was the typical uh, at that stage.
2: I suppose it was, and it still is. Sort of the story that we, you would hear now when um people are saying about opening a bridal shop. You know, we went with our elder sister. Um. When she to, was getting married. Yeah. Uh, and at that stage, so that's probably the guts of 20, 19, 20 yeah. years ago. Um. And there really wasn't the selection of bridal shops in Northern Ireland that there are now. I mean, there are so many lovely boutiques. No, but at that stage it wasn't it was you would have been in me and maybe three four shops and um, and I suppose it was really Claire our sister who said she didn't really enjoy the experience more so than us maybe looking at it and saying oh you know I'd love to be somewhere different or I'd love to be choosing something differently but we thought we just thought to ourselves you know it could
1: be something that mm-hmm. we could we, do better yeah because they were quite at the time as I said there weren't the smaller boutiques that there are now there were te- there were the fewer larger boutiques in cities and bigger towns that um you used to go into and maybe it wasn't the private setting that it is now or that we would offer in our boutique and a lot do these days and she felt a bit self-conscious she felt that the the either the owners or the consultants were maybe a little bit older at that stage. Uh, There weren't that many younger people in the industry. Um, And yeah, she just felt a little bit self-conscious and didn't enjoy the experience. So we had gone home and after the day and had been sitting around around the kitchen table and saying how we could do better and we'd be (laughs) so good at it. And it was our dad just said, well, if that's the case, case, just just do it. Yeah, So we did. Mm -hmm. That was it.
0: Because I think people often, you know, they do, that's right, exactly right. They sit around the kitchen table together and think, oh, like I would love to maybe just, we could do this. So can you imagine if we did that and have this dream maybe about, you know, what that might be like opening something together. But then to have done, you know, to be just out of uni, perhaps in doing a degree and then to be in a different career. How do you actually make that, that's great that your dad sounds so like for (laughs) it, you know, but how do you move from that sort of it being just like something that you're chatting about to actually taking action and thinking okay let's let's move forward and do it
1: yeah
2: uh I think it's it probably comes down to our family attitude in general like both our parents and like us now we wouldn't get super stressed about decisions exams we wouldn't sort of do a big build or sort of life events and whatnot just we sort of seem to go with to the flow Go with the flow. there's no point getting stressed out so there really was no point we, we were either saying yes we'll do this or no we'll not and if we're going to do it let's just do it see how it goes if we it weren't work
1: we you know we still assumed,
2: yeah we could have still I suppose used our degrees and gone back and you know hopefully someone else would have given us a job Um. so it wasn't actually something that we felt particularly nervous about
1: no, I don't think we ever really worried like no. about it. But and then we did have, career, like, essentially careers to go back to. Yeah, and, and I think like that, that's important. I mean, we, we sort of felt relatively confident that if it didn't go well, and we were very, very realistic, we did say to ourselves together, if we didn't make a certain amount you know, from the business, we would just give it up because we weren't good. We knew our our dad was self-employed and we knew the stresses that that can involve as well. It's a different scenario than, than being employed. So we did always say to each other that if we didn't make a certain amount that we were happy with each year, we would just give it up and we would go and then get jobs. So thankfully, we've touched wood never had to do it but um I think it's really important if you are starting a business to be realistic and realize that it can have its own stresses so you do need to make sure it's worthwhile doing it otherwise there's no point but yeah we didn't really give it too much thought we just and I think
2: from we yeah we went and basically went to the the first bridal fair in March of 2004 2004, and we had the shop opened in July
0: wow that's it was like a very quick turnaround,
2: three
1: yeah. months? Yeah. No, it was. It was, I mean, it,
2: yeah, it just did seem to come very,
0: yeah, very
1: quickly. But we were lucky because our father helped us find the right premises and stuff, which wasn't, it wasn't a typical high street premises at all. We're still quite hidden and You know, uh, we're upstairs in a like um, Georgian building. So it's not the typical bridal shop, I suppose, front window setup. but we love it. It's actually worked really well. We're still here 17 years later, albeit we've taken over more of the building than um, we had at the start. Mm. But, yeah, we did it ourselves. We painted it ourselves. We, you know, we got the family in and we did it, you know, again, I think with. Our dad's background in owning his own business, he definitely is very sensible.
0: Um, do you think that helps give you the confidence whenever, I suppose if you're very young in terms of just taking a risk and moving into opening your own business, it sounds like he had good advice.
2: Yeah, I think. So um, I suppose, yeah, if you don't have somebody self-employed in your family um, and they don't have experience of it, then you don't get to hear... the 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 sort of truths about it. Um but I suppose we because Susan had done finance and I did business at uni and stuff, we Mm. were we were going at it from a businessy perspective and we were we were opening up a business as opposed to a bridal shop, if that makes sense. So because n- neither of us had any, any fashion experience and we've probably gone then went more like fat into fashion since l- it and like love all things bridal. Um, so it wasn't necessarily our love for bridal at the start,
1: if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I think it was just, we, know, saw we saw an
2: opportunity, a viable business that we thought, yeah, this is an area that we could, you know, turn into a business.
0: And um, and so obviously you're now much further on down the road, but at the start, you know, how did you decide who was going to do what? You know, because sisters are, well, there are also different types of sisters and you probably, you know, when you're growing up, you have clashes over different things and all of that kind of, you know, how do you decide, particularly at the start whenever you're learning to work together, who does what, who gets the final say, what do you do if you disagree? Yeah,
1: I think we've kind of just learned as we've gone along. Like we didn't ever start out and think this is gonna be your role and this is gonna be my role. I think it just we kind of fell naturally into it. Um so I mean now I suppose for for the first seven years. Yeah um it was just Susan and I in the business and
2: we obviously took all the appointments together. We 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 worked every day together so we both we tag teamed it. We just took one appointment and tag teamed our very first appointment we both
1: went in because we were like scared and then halfway through
2: i think you were like no susan i don't need you yeah. <laughs> it's fine i've got this um but yeah. so we, we we did we did the appointments which we still do today we both sort of take an equal amount of appointments but on the, the just the way i think business has evolved there are so many more things that have to be done now than there were whenever we started up like the social media side of things um i mean like we're very lucky to have a full-time manager now
1: but um so susan would tend to do the, the social, social media. media along with Carmen. Yeah. And then Emma does the serious
2: stuff. The serious stuff, like the, the, just the old admin and the finances and.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sort of stuff. Even That's though it. I did finance at uni, <laughs> Emma does the finances. Yes. I left her once <laughs> to do our back returns and it was a disaster. <laughs> a disaster. <laughs> but like in terms of, you know, People saying working with family could be a bit of a nightmare, but genuinely we've never no, we haven't never out. never had a spat over business ever, really. So thank God, touch wood. Yeah, there are we have two other sisters, so we're the middle two.
2: Um but yeah, we do joke and say we are a bit like the Waltons yes. because we
1: really we're just one of those really annoying families <laughs> that all <laughs> like each other. <laughs> Don't know but well, we probably would have killed either of our other two sisters. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're, uh, they're more sciencey.
1: Yes. We're the two uh, <laughs> ones in the middle, airy fairy ones, but no, it's just, it's worked really well. Yeah. The, the um It seems to just have fallen into place over the years. And we, as you say, just, I mean, no one really gets the final say. We literally don't, like we we can make little decisions obviously but we just pass each everything by each other so we've just have got a nice kind of routine whereby yes we each have our own rules but certainly um if, if there's a major decision to be made we make it together and that's just it nobody makes one decision over the other
0: and you said then it was about seven years in that you decided to bring somebody else you know into the team how does that sort of decision come about whenever you've been you know as a as a two, and then your business expands or things change you be like you need other people to come and join in your team a, you um,
2: well it was I had um my son in 2010 yes Harry so we basically at that stage we were both married yeah yeah both married and obviously thinking starting a family so um I think it was a thing. it was a practical thing. It was more like not we didn't it wasn't like a business growth thing, but it was just uh, you know, we did work hard for the for the seven years, you know, in every day together, um, all weekends, trunk shows six days a week, even more, you know. Um and because alongside that, um we do work as sales reps for a Spanish bridal company as well. So the real, you know, there would have been work in the shop and then evening work and traveling around uh, the country. So it just was a case of, yes, if we were going to have kids, it would be nice to have just a bit of a work life balance. And um, so now the way we work it is Susan is in with Carmen um,
1: on a Monday, on a Monday and a
2: Thursday, and I'm in with her on a Tuesday and a Friday. We close and, on a Wednesday yeah, day off. Woo. And then every Saturday, um, one of us is in together. So we're still always in the shop. Um, but we just ourselves then have a bit more flexibility. And that really was what it what it boiled down to.
0: How do you go about then finding somebody to join your team? Did you just... You just, did you... You just look for your sister-in-law.
1: <laughs> Keep it in the family again. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be your sister-in-law. Yeah, well, she's married to my husband's brother. So it's, yeah. Yeah, ish, ish. Yeah, she's my husband's sister-in-law and therefore sort of mine. <laughs> um, so Carmen has worked in retail forever since she was like 14, 13, yeah. 14. High street retail. Yeah, high street retail. So she'd worked in a lot of the big... Um, shops like she'd made a manager in New Look she she was a manager in Jaeger whenever we took her on and I suppose I had gotten to know her obviously through my personal life and I had said we had been chatting about it obviously myself and Emma about needing someone and thinking we wanted someone but we would have been very nervous about employing Mm -hmm. someone because such it was our baby and we wouldn't want and we know bridal is completely different to any sort of other retail in that it's all about buying us buying the consult, you know it's 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 such a personal experience and we had created a really good name for ourselves so we would just wouldn't have handed it over to just anyone um so as I got to know Carmen I just would have been saying to Emma gosh I think Carmen might be really good for it she's such a lovely girl she's got such a good work ethic you know she, so slowly but surely we kind of just broached the subject with her and she was happy to come. Yeah, so, ten worked. years, ten plus years later, yes. she's, she's still, still here. Us. Our only ever employee. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a good retention uh, <laughs> with employees. So yeah, it's it's perfect. So that's it, we were lucky. We've just been very lucky. Yeah, I think like, yeah. that's just the crux of it.
0: And I wonder if we could maybe talk a wee bit about obviously this year. There's you know being COVID, but if we maybe sort of skip that just for a moment, and um, prior to that, and. Um, what would you say are maybe some of the challenges of you know working I suppose maybe in your industry plus minus maybe like working as sisters but you've sort of maybe touched on that I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add on that but sort of challenges maybe that you that you find that your industry faces where that people have had preconceptions about what it would be like to own a Because I think that's sort of a dream for a lot of people, you know, pretty dresses and that. But obviously, you're right, you know, you said you went into it with a business mindset, and it is a business. So, what do you think some of the challenges are?
1: Genuinely, we love it. Like, I mean, we couldn't think of doing anything else. But of course, as you say, a lot of brides and mothers of brides even uh, will very often come in and say oh, you must love your job. I would I would have loved, I've thought about opening a bridal shop. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge proportion, clearly, of the female population who at one stage or another will have thought, maybe not seriously thought, but thought, gosh, I'd love to open a bridal shop. So, um, I mean, we genuinely do love it and really there aren't that many downsides for us at all i mean it it you have to be a very very positive person to be to work in a bridal shop you have to always have a smile on your face It's you know it's one on one for an hour and a half in our case you even if you're having a bad day yourself that's not the bride's fault. She has to have you on your best day ever. So it can be quite draining in terms of just being super, super positive all the time and yes, our husbands are probably glad when we come home and we don't want to talk, so we just sit and we're um, talked out. Yeah, yeah, talked out. But um, you know, it's it's such a big day for most most women, it's the one, hopefully one time they ever do it. Um, and it's built up to it's such a huge standard these days, especially with social media, Pinterest, Instagram, that the idea of perfection, I suppose, in bridal it is here now. And I think that is a bit of a negative, probably. Even though we use it to our advantage in terms of social media, we have to obviously advertise on that. And it's important, but, but it, we feel sorry for rides and therefore it makes our job a little bit more difficult when their aspirations maybe to look a certain way when maybe that's not achievable to most mere mortals you yeah, know so it's <laughs> just
2: managing the, the expectations of people you know when they're trying on the dresses and the experience that they I suppose are thinking that they're going to have through all the social
1: media um and it's just yeah, <sighs> making sure it's as as perfect as it as can it be can, for them yeah. but you know, it's. I think a lot of brides make lives their lives a little bit difficult these days by going to too many places and things like that. So we're, we're kind of up against, I mean, again, when it comes back to it being a business, we have to try and sell the dress at the end of the day. There's an awful lot of competition, in, especially in Northern Ireland, bizarrely, where apparently there's more bridal shops per, per capita than anywhere else in the world. <laughs> Really? the most saturated market in the world <laughs> in terms of bridal um so yeah you just have to like that's the major challenge you have to make yourself the best we have to try and buy the nicest dresses and give the best service so
0: that I suppose is our constant challenge mm-hmm. yeah and you do have absolutely beautiful dresses and I saw that over um COVID you've done your like, a visiting at home you set up your van and you took all your dresses on the road to people that's amazing yeah, it was
2: so much fun it really was like we met so many lovely brides and um, and yeah I mean firstly it was really nice because um, as we said with Carmen now in the shop Susan will be in one day I'm in the other it was actually back to Susan and I out in the road again selling the so we did us together in appointments and um, so yeah it was um really really lovely and um as I say Lots of brides. We, we actually did find that um, after appointments, brides did say, you know, they really didn't feel like they missed out on visiting a shop. Um, we had thought that maybe, you know, they, they would have sort of thought, oh, gosh, no, I still I'll wait until the shop. But no, it was such a lovely experience. And I suppose the brides were able to um, just enjoy it with their own bubble that they may not be able, still may not be able to bring into a shop at the minute. So um, that was lovely, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it worked really well. We kind of miss it now. (laughs) Yeah, we're like... (laughs) Bring back the bus. We actually may well debate. um, Offering it? We have talked about
2: it, yeah. Just for whatever reason, there are are a number of brides that just um, like the comfort, feel more comfortable in their own home. Maybe just don't want to go into um, a bridal shop want to have i have maybe got a granny maybe they won't be able to make make travel. It travel for Um. so you know it is something that we could possibly offer as a service um, and so yeah we'll have to think about
1: it we're too busy in the shop at the minute we're booked out solidly yeah. for a while so we can't think about it but it's it's given us food for thought yeah no
0: it definitely has that's brilliant um and just to sort of wrap up, I was wondering if there was maybe anything that you wanted to um, share about sort of tips or advice for people who are maybe thinking about going into business with either you know a friend or a sibling, or is there anything that you sort of would say to them? Mm, that
2: is a good one. I mean, gosh. because I mean, most part. Well, most. <laughs> the, most the, sad, the sad thing feel. is yes,
1: most partnerships do feel. Um, there aren't very for one many. reason or another yeah. you know, not necessarily always a fallout but just people want to go and you might think it, it, it's quite rare that 17 years later we're both on the same path and we're both happy you know yeah we're going to be in the same position whereas yeah we're like, not pulling against each other at no, all well and wanting no, to bring the business in, a, in any you know, different direction but we know of lots of other people like that have started businesses since us and finished them a good while ago so I suppose it's you have to be open to the idea that someone might change and and you know it'd be very realistic I suppose would be a something to be aware of don't and try just try and be um as aware of the other person's needs as as your own needs and and just be keep communication open would definitely I mean communication would be huge um and I suppose
2: being sisters then we really aside from working together like we'd be seeing each other all the time (laughs) literally (laughs) Yeah, sweet. yeah
1: so Uh, there's no getting away (laughs) no getting away from her (laughs) thanks um yeah so no communication and and just um as said mentioned before if you're going to make a decision just like just mention it to the other person say does that sound okay rather than just go and make your own decision because little things like that could could end up like just griping on the other person so as well, long as we, sure. we would still have i suppose and we would have people come to us and say look um would you
2: do a little small advertisement or a small sponsorship or whatnot?" 50 pounds which, is, we, not, which is is in the grand scheme of things isn't much but we still like i would never say yes let's do that without saying to susan and nor would she and i think it's something as small as that that then it doesn't you know spiral out of control it literally is our business as opposed to one of us sort of taking control of one area over the other advice.
0: yeah thank you um well this has been so great thank you <laughs> hi you have so much to share and as you said i mean 17 years in any business to like run a successful business for that long with all the changes that come in an industry and in people's personal lives over that time is incredible um so it's just absolutely amazing. Um, if people wanted to maybe say hello to you or connect with you or find out more about you, where would be the best places to find out about you?
1: Well, if anyone had any specific questions, they could totally um, just send us a message on any of our social media platforms. Um, we obviously, we don't massively shout out about our like our background or anything on any of our platforms. Or um, But if anyone, we're totally open to questions. So yeah, if anyone... Yeah wants to ask us anything at all you can they feel free we're open
0: book <laughs> wasn't that so great we actually recorded this back in may and um, so whenever i was getting this uh, ready to uh, release to y'all it was so nice to listen back over it all and um, so i really hope this continues to give you food for thought and that you enjoy hearing the stories and um, of how friends and also sisters uh, work together as always uh, the instagram link is in the show notes at la bridal And I know that they would love to hear from you if you've listened and enjoyed. So do go and say hi, and I will speak with you soon. Lots of love.